You are listening to Seniors Junction Podcast. We are eliminating seniors' isolation one conversation at a time. With me today is your co-host, Dr. Namrata Bagaria, and myself, Dr. Paul Merkley. We are the co-founders of Seniors Junction. Our special guest today is Miri Hadas Kohler, uh, and her company is called Yihong Seniors Living. Welcome, Miri. Hello, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to join. So uh, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your company, your experience in the industry? Sure. So I've been in the senior housing sector for uh, around 15 years. Um, Yihong Seniors Living uh, is, uh, I wanted to say brand new, but I don't know, after a year, it's not that brand new. Uh, uh, Yihong Seniors Living was incorporated uh, 15 months ago. Um, uh, we are um, owned by Yihong uh, uh, Group, which is the Yihong Center for Geriatric Care and the Yihong Foundation. They are both charitable organizations, uh, both doing amazing uh, work with seniors. Uh, we were incorporated to start um, a retirement home portfolio under the Yihong banner. Um, like I said, I've been in the sector for many years. I worked uh, for Greenwood Retirement Communities. Uh, I was, uh, uh, I'm, I like to call it uh, <laughs> the founding mother. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have a lot of experience in the senior housing sector, more from the, uh, from the top, not from the bottom. Uh, and yeah, that's me. That's awesome. And, um, before I ask you the next question, you know, you also do something very interesting. You're very active on social media and you, you're a part of something called Shio Activator, right? So can you tell us a little bit of what, what's that about and how does that interest? So um, uh, the story is that um, just, just as the COVID uh, uh, um, pandemic started, I was, I left my previous position where uh, I was a president, like I said, of, a, of an operating uh, senior housing company. And I had a 24 seven kind of a job. Uh, and all of a sudden I was in this uh, no man's land and I was looking for things to fill my heart. And I stumbled upon CEO, which is an amazing network of women supporting other women. Um, and yeah, it was just, um, I, I heard Vicky Saunders, the founder speaking on a webinar and yeah, I fell in love. Uh, it's an amazing group of women, um, all ages, all stages of life. Uh, some are entrepreneurs, small businesses, medium businesses. And what they do is help each other, support each other, buy from each other, fund each other, give each other advice. And yes, I'm, I'm, very active. I find that it's amazing for my soul in these, uh, you know, topic of our conversation today, uh, isolation. I felt very much the isolation when I switched from a very busy role to a more quiet role uh, and uh, from working from home and feeling alone. And she totally filled this amazing gap that I felt. And yes, uh, as to 
being active on social media. I can't really explain it, but yeah, I am enjoying it. And awesome. somehow gathered a nice uh, follower base that I really enjoy engaging with. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a little bit of peace on her because that's how I came to know about Miri is through LinkedIn. And uh, coming back to the social isolation, thank you for sharing your personal story. I think a lot of us, I started podcasting for this very same reasons, by the way, so that I can connect with people. And that's my way of, okay, how, what should I do with all this time I had? Um, so in your experience with, with this community, which is the seniors community, what are the current pain points with isolation? So um, the way I see it, um, the, the portion of the senior population who lives in retirement home, long-term care homes is a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the senior housing, of the senior population. I think in Ontario, uh, it's something like 5% uh, of the senior uh, population that actually lives in, uh, in congregate living. Everyone else lives alone at home. Uh, and in most cases, it's completely alone in complete isolation. Uh, uh, they see members of families on some kind of a schedule. You know, some families are better at this and some are not. Um, and uh, yeah, their interactions are, are very few. And what I saw it, while in the senior housing sector is that people are afraid of retirement homes. People think it'll be like a hospital. It's where you go to die. Uh, and uh, they are reluctant to come in. But then when they move into a retirement home, they discover the, the um, you know, the great uh, uh, um, addition, the, the great benefits to their lives in, in just having opportunities to socialize. And I, I like to say this because it, it was something that I always loved to see. We ran resident satisfaction surveys every year. And when we asked people, what's the thing that you love most about living here? The word friends, friendship in every, you know, everybody was talking about. The team is friendly. I met friendly people. I love the new friends that I've made. I didn't think I would make new friends in my 80s. People really loved the social interaction that comes out of moving into a retirement home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've partly answered my next question, but I'd like to ask it anyway, because there's probably more you could add. Uh, what, what is your vision then for working on seniors isolation? So um, uh, on the one hand, I do encourage people to consider uh, senior housing because it's not a hospital and it's not some place you go to die. It's a place where you can live your, your, uh, uh, the rest of your life in, in, in a good environment surrounded by people when you want to be surrounded by people and when you're, you'd rather uh, um, sit in your room, read a book, watch TV, uh, watch Netflix, you're completely free to do that. But you have the choice of socializing when you uh, choose. 
the issue is, of course, uh, there's not enough uh, uh, senior housing options, and and um, I don't have a magic solution. Uh, I'm 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 sad that uh, you know in in the old days uh, people of multi generations would live under the same roof and seniors would not be alone because there's the children and the grandchildren and everyone in, in one community. And these days that's not the norm. So um, we have, as, as a society, we need to be thinking about this. We need to find more innovative solutions where seniors are not left alone. And I think technology is definitely uh, um, opening a whole host of opportunities for uh, uh, engaging uh, seniors, even if it is while they stay alone in their homes, at least uh, there's, yeah, when, when you're connected to technology, there's always opportunities to socialize, even if it's just virtually. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm afraid to say I don't have a magic solution, but I love what you guys are doing. I love what Seniors Junction is doing. It's a great way to to interact with people. Thank you. I think I think with the vision, what I heard mainly was connectedness, you know, um, and that sort of comes up with any kind of uh, topic when you pick up not even just seniors anymore, it's with everybody, right? Like, because of the pandemic. Um, so for example, the, the, the amount of space and geography distribution we have in Canada and the weather for at least half the year makes it a very high risk uh, for isolation society versus, mm -hmm. uh, versus other cultures, other geographies, they may, because of the way it is, not be as prone. But what's interesting to find is people are more independent here. So you can probably engage them in activities which they find meaningful by themselves, you know, because some people prefer being by themselves. Uh, and then the connection piece is almost like a, like a dose, like, okay, you need to have a little bit of this to keep your cognition, this, this, this intact, right? Mm -hmm. for, for those kind of people, like who enjoy solitude by and large more uh, uh, probably when they were working, they had, uh, you know, hello, hi at work or, or basic when they had a spouse, the bare minimum interactions or whatever they had. And now they don't. And that's a very different kind of isolation piece that, you know, we are dealing with versus somebody who's outgoing, extroverted, who does everything. And now they don't know what to do with themselves because they're at home, you know. Uh, they had a very uh, vibrant traveling life. Uh, you know, they went to the, all the events they were invited to. So it's a very interesting time to be in this kind of work because you're dealing with one who is actually, actually isolated, one who is temporarily isolated, but then none of us know how the post-COVID world will actually look like at this stage, like even with the vaccine passports, um, there's a lot of unknown, right? So as a company, we can only move step by step, uh, focusing on, okay, this is what we have. And this, that's, so given this little bit of extra background, I think what is from your perspective now with the vision of um, connectedness, the challenges and the opportunities? So uh, like I said, I, I really think technology gives us a great opportunity to connect people. 
uh, and you know, people like to, uh, uh, it's, it's complete ageism, but people like to say, well, seniors, technology, my parents are both 85, they have smartphones, uh, I chat with them on WhatsApp on a regular basis. So don't say seniors can't deal with technology. You know, when we build our new retirement homes, uh, every senior comes with a, um, with a tablet and a Netflix uh, uh, account. We discovered very quickly that we need very strong Wi-Fi signals in our homes. So, so yes. 100% I think technology is a great opportunity for a whole host of ways to um, connect uh, people. I've been meeting in the past year, virtually meeting, all kinds of interesting business that are doing uh, all kinds of interesting work in terms of connecting um, people. I met a, a company called Amintro that, that runs this uh, kind of a Facebook, but for seniors. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, I'm trying all of a sudden my, my, my brain went blank, but yeah, there are other people out there doing all kinds of uh, um, uh, technology that, that allows people to connect. Um, so there's definitely an opportunity there. Uh, what worries me, of course, is that's not enough uh, uh, because we also need physical contact yeah. we need hugs <laughs> i feel like i've never hugged my husband as much as i do these days because i so miss the you know i used to hug people all the time and and yeah now i'm working from home i don't see anyone so again another friend um who runs a company called haircuts on wheels she says uh, these seniors that she goes into their homes and cuts their hair sometimes her people, her hairdressers are the only people touching this senior. This opportunity when they get their hair washed and, and hair cut, that's their, their only physical contact. That's so sad. We are built for physical contact. So, so yes, there's, there's, it's brilliant that we can do things um, um, through technology do things from from a distance virtually but we do still need to figure out the physical aspect and of course you know one of the things again in 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 our senior housing sector that we like to to talk about is the fact that when seniors move from home to a retirement home they put on weight because when they were at home when you're living alone for 10 years you're not cooking meals you're drinking tea and dunking biscuits into <laughs> your tea. So all of a sudden they move to a retirement home. There's great food, nutritional uh, food, and they put on weight. So yes, it, it's, it's, technology can only go so far. We still need to also uh, take care of the physical aspect. I'm yeah. not sure I answered the question. No, no, you did, you did. You, the opportunity. We'll come to the challenge part. I'm going to probe you, but I have something to say to everything that you said. So, yeah. um, so by the way, Amintro's uh, CEO, uh, Charlene, is one of our guests in the next few weeks. So that's Good. coming up. So thank you for the connection. Um, for the touch part, uh, two parts, I'll, sit, I'll tell my personal story first. Um, I'm a newcomer. Uh, I live by myself. Uh, I mean, I share the house with roommates for economical reasons. 
So the only way I get my touch is when I schedule my pedicures and my spas. So it's not just for seniors. It's also for people in their mid-30s. I don't know. Uh, dating in Ottawa is pathetic. Whoever's listening to it, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I just don't know what's <laughs> with that city. Um, totally <laughs> off topic. But yeah, it's just... Uh, it's, and also because I'm a researcher, I'm working all the time. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. So my own personal work life. Uh, so yeah, guilty as charged. Uh, but uh, the second part is there's also a new range. So one part of technology is this video calling, right? There's another, there's so many of them, they have robotic pets, which, which you know, which vibrate, which, which, which is definitely shown improvement with people with dementia, anxiety, because a lot of them can't have real pets, you know, for whatever reasons. Um, but I agree. So technology is the opportunity and I'm going to probe back again now. So if that's the opportunity, what is the challenge then? The challenge of technology of the challenge of... Yeah. Of solving isolation <clears throat> using technology. So solving connectedness using technology. According to you, what are the main challenges? What you see? So of course, one of the things that scares me the most is cybersecurity. So, you know, when I spoke to Charlene from Amintro, one of my first question was, how do you protect seniors from uh, fraudsters? Uh, um, we know that a lot of uh, uh, online scams target uh, seniors. So uh, that's definitely something that, that scares me, people who will take advantage of uh, seniors um, through technology. Um, uh, that, that's a big challenge. And then there's, uh, you know, there's all these apps out there that, yeah, kind of make you cringe. So, so you mentioned those uh, robotic pets, uh, or, or those, uh, there's a lot of robotics solutions that I see out there. There is something that makes you cringe when you think of seniors interacting with a robot. there's, yeah, there's something that feels not right about it. Uh, and we all know we get connected to our phone, to our car, to our <laughs> fridge. Uh, you know, I always say your, uh, your home is when you're, where your uh, laundry machine is. Uh, <laughs> so, so yes, that, that kind of makes me cringe. I, I understand the benefits of it, but, but yeah, there's something weird about it. Yeah. When, when it switches from making personal connections with other humans to make, making personal connections with robots. Yeah, I think, uh, I think there are two parts of the answer to that. Uh, but before I dive into my fall, what is your, on your verdict on robots and, and seniors? <laughs> hear exactly the two sides that you said that um, I would certainly prefer someone to interact with a robot rather than falling into dementia yeah um, is it truly a substitute for a human connection mm, that's harder I don't I don't know that it is um, so I think I think you've articulated the two sides of it very well. It's a, it's promising it's technology, but 
maybe if it's a bridge to other things, maybe if the person who's isolated could be drawn out of himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, I think maybe for certain a, people. Yeah. Yeah, like we've had one of our guests who, who owns a social robot company and she's a communications expert and she, she's of the opinion of using the robot as a medium, not actually the communication. It's just holding your messages, delivering. It's more like a tool. The way we have a laptop instead of a laptop, now it's, it's, a, it's a PC like a robot kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And she's using it from a, I guess, from a placeholder perspective. Okay, this is a thing. It's not a substitution. But then there are other uh, sophisticated pieces, which is a complete substitution. I think there's a, there's a couple of things to say uh, in this. I think as you look at aging and the generations which are aging, so the generations which are like the Gen Z or Gen Alpha today are more comfortable talking to a robot than talking to a human being. Because that is true. I mean, I work with interns aged 19 to people aged 94 in a day at any point in time. I'm working across, how many generations is that? I don't know, five, six generations, uh, right? I'm a millennial, uh, we have Gen X, uh, we have boomers and we have the ones before boomers uh, who are clientele, but then the ones uh, below me, uh, I think Gen Z and Alpha. So we, we are dealing across, right? And I see the way emails come. Like if you get an email from someone at a certain generation, uh, it's a long email with lies, very not a lot of politeness and a lot of pictures. And like, it's a really nice email, like, you know, and I have to make sure I, I read it carefully, but that my response to that email is like two or three sentences, like great job, thank you so much. So there's already a difference. And then when I deal with my, interns and it's usually like no emails they whatsapp me or like they don't use emails at all they're like oh i emailed you emailed me can you whatsapp me what email so for me it's like they don't even know how to write an email right you know so, so for me i see the difference uh working as a researcher in my opinion a lot of the technology consumption is driven by the con consumer so if, if senior housing is preparing for the next generations to come, it's not good. The current infrastructure is not going to cut through slow internet. Like, like people are going to come, like you said, with their own tablets and not just tablets, the whole thing, right? They'll have a, like Alexa or a Google Home, a tablet, maybe a couple of laptops. Like it's a whole gadget ensemble. Uh, mm -hmm. And in the future, maybe a little bit of their own little robo, not a big one, but a little one. So I think... I think it's a, it's the present day, it's a substitution for shortage of staffing. Yeah. But in the future, it's going to be possibly substitution for a person. <laughs> and that's not yeah. cool. Like, and I don't endorse that. It's not what we want them for, you know? Uh, yeah. But we, we need to keep the robotics part for the jobs that are not that don't necessitate uh, uh, the human interaction we have to keep the human interaction as part of this yes uh, yes we, we need to find a good balance because yeah i'm all in favor of technology i think we should use technology as a tool but it can't be a substitute for uh, personal contact uh, physical contact with our seniors Yes, yes, I agree 100%. Yes, yes. 
So, uh, what, in, in what advice? I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go so ahead. the the Yihong seniors living uh, uh, the Yihong group in in general uh, is concentrated on um, providing culturally appropriate senior housing uh, uh, options for currently uh, um, uh, Chinese Canadians. So so the Yihong uh, long term care homes. There are four of them. Uh, are um, are the choice place for people who are of Chinese uh, origins because they provide care catered to well culturally appropriate. You know they they know the the yeah. the Chinese uh, um, drink hot water and not coffee. Uh, um, uh, the kitchen has these four huge walks. Uh, um, so uh, for sure, uh, um, that's a kind of, uh, it's something that needs to be taken into account when you're um, thinking of seniors and not painting everyone with the same brush and, and being respectful of the, the uh, individuality. But yeah, what I was going to say is, um, uh, you know, people have in their head well, the Chinese uh, people from uh, India, uh, even uh, uh, Jewish people, well, they don't send their parents to uh, send their parents to the to a, a nursing home, long term care. The, the culture says take care of uh, the senior at home, but um, it's it's not that way, you know. As seniors age and they need more and as their children are growing up in Canada, uh, uh, all those, that's how it was done in the old country. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the same anymore. And, and people of all cultures need, um, need solutions uh, of, I believe a, a good solution is the senior housing sector. Uh, it still has work to do, and the pandemic definitely highlighted a whole bunch of issues uh, that needs to be addressed. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a believer in in the senior housing sector as being a part of the solution, at least. No, I agree with you. Like I've visited one. My first question, I mean, I visited a few when we were doing uh, our research, but the visits were very limited because it was middle of the pandemic, right? So in order you can't really go in but virtual visits and in-person visits so from the in-person one my first question was so what's your menu like like you know because guess what I mean of course I don't need it for my mother she's really young and we're you know in air quotes sending she's an independent adult she decides where she wants to live um, right uh, but even like for people who are uh, like I live in Canada and I have, like, you know, so when you're not living with your family member, and a lot of us have that, it's not even in the same country. And you've seen that with people who are uh, children, like parents of immigrants, right? So they have uh, different needs. Um, so I think you're right. And one of the things I personally feel with technology, yes, there are challenges, but that cultural appropriation and content and entertainment really comes through much easier 
uh, because it's possible the staff may or may not know that language and al mm -hmm. also all the times that particular group may not be that visible within the diaspora um, yeah. to have a full dedicated uh, living solution uh, you know and even if mm -hmm. they are sometimes it's their own uh, internal uh, identity like like you said right you may want to open one in your which is appropriate to your culture but on the other side there is also that battle you internally say okay now say i'm indian i can talk about my culture so indian uh, older living home is that is that what is that are we losing our culture in canada that kind of a collective thinking i'm not saying it, i'm pro or con of anything but these are the mental barriers uh, also to take that kind of a collective business decision because senior housing or housing or whatever it's a big project it needs money mm -hmm. it needs staffing it needs training you know so definitely uh, i think what you're saying i i kind of agree with it that there's a lot of challenges especially like people like who are, who are first generation uh, new canadians you know we have families too <laughs> you know and it's challenging we are isolated ourselves and our family members are isolated so it's like double whammy <laughs> so yeah totally so mm -hmm. go ahead Paul. well i'm interested in sort of um listening to a bit of the resistance that you're hearing to the new idea what to someone could be a new idea and wondering what kind of advice you have for a company like ours sorry resistance to which new idea well you, you said okay so you, we have this we have this concept and possibility of retirement homes um, there could be a lot of resistance on the part of the of potential residents who say oh no or their families oh no keep grandma at home um, you in a way part of your business challenge is persuading people that oh no it's not it's not palliative care we're not saying you're going to die it should enrich your life and it will so you have a bit of a bit of a barrier there to your communicating with them easily um, we've been feeling <clears throat> difficulty getting ourselves known as a company. Uh, we think we have very high quality experiences to offer. It's a little bit hard to persuade someone that, well, why don't you try it? What advice would you have for us? So uh, yes, for sure, the senior housing, the retirement home sector uh, is constantly battling uh, uh, people who are saying, um, I'm not ready uh, to move to a retirement home. I, I, I want my independence. And we, we always try to highlight, well, you say you're independent when you're living alone at home, but actually you're dependent on your family to come visit you. You're dependent on uh, uh, people to help you shovel the snow or, or get your grocery uh, shopping done. So living at home and being dependent on people helping you is not being independent. Moving to a retirement home where you have your own suite and, and you can be as independent as you like, that's independent living. Uh, that Now you're not a burden to anyone uh, and you choose what you do and what you don't do. You choose whether you go to the dining room and, and or, where, or whether you participate in activities or not. So yes, it's definitely, um, um, it's an emotional decision for, for seniors to live uh, 
their home and move to a retirement residence. I have to say, maybe it's because like you, um, uh, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at you, <laughs> Namrata, I'm, I'm, no uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm an immigrant too. <laughs> uh, uh, so for, for me to once again, uh, sell the home, move somewhere else, I'm, I've done this before, can do it again. And maybe it's easier for me to decide I'm ready to move to a retirement home tomorrow and have somebody else do the cooking and cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's definitely one of the challenges um, for uh, um, for us in the sector of confusing people um, of sorry of uh, convincing people that uh, moving into a senior housing is not losing your independence. It's exactly the opposite. Uh, in terms of um, uh, advice for for uh, for your business. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love your your concept of connecting people through uh, um, sharing, uh, um, teaching, and 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 connecting through uh, uh, topics that uh, people would like to learn. Uh, learning at every age is is uh, is great for the brain and great for the soul. I'm a life learner, so I love the concept of what you're doing. Um, I think I mentioned that because, uh, so in senior housing, it's a great way for you to get into the sector because there are so many uh, people congregated in one spot that when you talk to a retirement home and if you get your foot in the door, there you're potentially talking to a hundred seniors at a time. On the other hand, like I said, there's only 5% of your market in the retirement home. And I think you said actually your market is much broader than just seniors. And I, I actually think it's brilliant if you can get into your platform people of all ages and all stages and not just seniors and have seniors interacting with people who are younger. That's definitely good for all of them. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah um, uh, there there are uh, finding the seniors. I guess is for you uh, uh, um, uh, the challenge. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe home care agencies is is a way to to meet more people who are in the community and could use socialization. That's that's good feedback. I think you're right on um, having intergenerational events. So what we do is we try to concentrate the marketing efforts with, within the senior community, peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, at least because we are in the initial stages, so that's okay. And by and large, we do have people of different ages that show up because they're like, oh, you do poetries. Oh, I don't have a friend who does poetry. You know, so a lot of that nuanced entertainment which is more sort of intellectual or sophisticated entertainment and no judgment against other kinds. Like, you know, I, I indulge in all kinds of entertainment. So um, I think that's what's interesting. Uh, as we grow, yes, we would have a decision whether to go deep or to go abroad. But I yeah. think we haven't gone to that direction yet. Uh, I think it takes around 10 years to solve a little bit of one problem. And it's important to stay focused because it's, I think with pandemic, what will happen is we have, by the time we finish, I think a bunch of podcasts in the first few rounds of experimentation with product lines, 
we will have so much insights on isolation, which is cross, uh, like it's across. It's not like just for seniors. It's across. Probably has a bit of a generational tinge with with certain activities. Uh, but I think we would we would have enough information to know whether we like sort of give it as an advisor or whether we actually implement it. So there's a decision to be made at some point. But I personally feel uh, from whatever you've been saying that even if you look very closely at seniors and seniors technology and look at the demographic the shift, the seniors who will now come are highly onboarded on technology. So where I see my role at the present uh, along with uh, my colleagues is really we become experts at helping senior housing understand and what physical infrastructure they will need with the technology. It's just like a hospital setup, right? To, to have IT enabled systems, you need to have the, uh, the, the, uh, the infrastructure to the, the capacity and the culture, you know, that wherever mm -hmm. digital is possible and, and what problems is it solving? So I think uh, those kind of thought leadership we can immediately provide through our podcast, we have a summit coming up uh, on October 1st. We'll be announcing that, uh, I guess, uh, soon. So I think those kind of things, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and if people want to reach out to you, uh, Miri, how should they reach out to you? Well, uh, like you said, I'm very active on uh, LinkedIn. So uh, Google me, Miri Hadass Caller. Find me on LinkedIn um, and you will find your way to Yihong seniors living and uh, yeah I'm uh, I'm always happy to to talk to connect to give advice I'm uh, very passionate about sharing knowledge so by all means reach out to me thank you thank you so much Miri thank you very much hmm. my pleasure really enjoyed it thank you for inviting me our pleasure mm -hmm.